You're listening to the Murder Speaks Podcast, the show that spills the tea about true crime. Here's your host, Wendy Hinbest. Hey, welcome back. So I hope everybody's staying safe out there. So today's real crime story is about 42-year-old Gail Moody from Lurwichi, Georgia. December 10, 2007, Gail disappeared. There was a flurry of activity at a local residence today as investigators from the GBI and the Long County Sheriff's Office executed a search warrant in connection with the Gail Moody investigation. A source speaking off the record told us that CSI technicians are hoping to find evidence that will answer the question of what happened to Gail Moody, who's not been seen or heard from in over six months. Her mother called her the morning of December 4th, and she was supposed to call her mother back when she got home, but never did. She was last seen by a friend the afternoon of December 4th. Gail lived in a mobile home. Five days passed until she was reported missing. Her mobile home was tidy and her purse was still there. There was no physical evidence of foul play. The police searched the property but found nothing. Gail's boss talked to police. The police learned that Gail gave a ride home to one of her co-workers. The police talked to the co-worker and he tells the police that he went to his brother's house the day she went missing. Then the police get a phone call from Gail's friend, and she tells the police that she talked to Gail after she dropped off the co-worker. So that proved the co-worker had nothing to do with Gail's disappearance. Gail's marriage went bad. In May 2006, she moved out of the house, and she planned to file for a divorce. The police speak with her husband, and he tells them he had nothing to do with Gail's disappearance. He was active in the National Guard, and he tells them that he was away on a training mission around the same time Gail went missing. So the police speak with the National Guard, and they confirm that he was on base. August 2008, eight months after Gail goes missing, A former cellmate tells another cellmate that he was responsible for killing Gail. And he was out on December 4th when Gail went missing. Apparently he was working on her trailer and he told people he raped and killed her. He was supposed to go to the station and talk to the police but never showed up. So the police find out where he works and go and talk to him there. He tells police he hardly knew her, and the police knew he was lying. Apparently, he videotaped women while having sex with them, but they didn't know that. They searched his house, but found nothing. He bragged to a friend that the police did not find anything and would not find anything. Eventually, though, the police realized that he's lying to everybody. The only reason I could think of that why that he would do this would be to boost his street cred as far as instilling fear in other people. Now they were at a dead end. Three years later, another woman vanishes by the name of Lori Arrowwood. 
She knew Gail, and they both went missing. September 28th, the police speak to Lori's and Gail's friend and her husband, Kenneth Lumpkin. After finishing work, he saw Lori the day he went missing. He went to her house to do repairs. After finishing the work, they went for a drive. He tells police that he threw her out of the car and he takes the police to where he left her. He admitted to killing Lori. The police ask him about Gail and he tells police that he was homesick the day she was murdered. He denied having anything to do with Gail's disappearance. Of course, the police did not believe him. Kenneth lived next door to Gail and they were friends. In September 2010, Lumpkin was arrested for the murder of Lori Arrowwood. And on August 19, 2013, Lumpkin pleads guilty to killing Lori and gets life in prison without parole. Eleven years later, there was an announcement. Kenneth Lumpkin was offered a deal and confessed to killing Gail. The search for answers may finally be over for one local family, Deborah Gail Moody, went missing in Long County 11 and a half years ago. Now the GBI says her killer has confessed. He tells police what happened. He starts out by telling us that he went to Moody's house on the pretense that he's going to get some ideas from her for Christmas presents for his wife. And what he told me, basically, what he described as an angel on one shoulder and a devil on the other. And he said, you know, I was thinking bad thoughts. And he said, I did it. He went to Gail's house. He attempted to sexually assault her, but couldn't get it up. He put her in the trunk of his car, took her to his parents' place, and tried to have sex with her again, but again was unable to perform. So he strangled her to death. He tells police where he disposed of her body. Afterwards, he drove to a location and disposed of her body in the woods. They searched, but couldn't recover the body and they still don't have a body. Okay, thank you so much for listening. If you like it, please share it. Sharing is caring. And if you are a true crime addict like me, check out my store, crystalkiss.com. That's crystal with a K for some murder merch. I sell t-shirts, hoodies, and leggings. So check it out. Use discount code MURDER15, that's MURDER15, at checkout and save 15% off your entire order. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Bye.